Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hey everybody, on this episode of the Timeless After Show, we're breaking down Season 1, Episode 14, The Lost Generation. Do you think it's cool hanging out with Ernest Hemingway? Sure. Do you think it's cool escorting him outside to puke? Eh, maybe not so much. Check it out. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, After Buzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin! Ooh, there you go. Let's get our uh, best flapperness going here. There we go. Welcome, everybody. Flapperness. Flapperness. Sure. Flappers. Dance. Dance. Dancers. There you go. <laughs> Apparently, you do need the history lesson. <laughs> Welcome, everybody, to the Timeless After Show here on After Buzz TV. We are here, the full panel reunited. Again, at last. To break down the remaining two episodes of this season, uh, three episodes, three. concluding yeah. tonight, of Timeless. I'm one of your hosts, Frank Brand. You can follow me on Twitter at Jackie. Uh, I'm Alexis Torres. You can find me all over social media at Torres 890 That's A-T-O-R-R-E-S-890. Oh, what's up, guys? My name is Carrie Lane. You can find me online at Carrie D. Lane. That's K-A-R-I-D-L-A-N-E. And I'm hot for teacher. She dressed as a teacher tonight <laughs> uh, to do, teach the history lesson. <laughs> you can go that way, too. I'm uh, Chris Howard. Reach me at Chris Howard Live on Twitter. And Instagram. That's right. In just mere moments, Carrie Lane will get off the seat, over to the dry erase board, and start striking us right there, just writing down the lesson plan. Uh, no, folks, I should have done my glasses, too, you know. <laughs> I wore them for you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, as always, folks, you can like us on Facebook. Give us those five stars on iTunes. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. And why don't you hop in the chat? You're watching the show. You get a chance to interact with us as well. Carrie and Alexis have the chat up and running. So mm-hmm. share your thoughts about the series in general or this episode in particular. And this guy's it's all about it's all about Paris in the nineteen twenties. Oh my gosh, so pretty cool. cool. That's fun. fun, doesn't it? Yes. Yeah. We'll do that. I would love to do that. <laughs> Food, drinking, dancing. And all kinds of other fun activities. Yeah. That's right. Uh, but it doesn't all start off uh, all fun and games here for us. Mm-hmm. Uh, we do pick up where we left off, last ep- left off at last episode where Lucy goes to visit her father. Dun, dun, dun. Mr. Benjamin K. Yes. Hill. And find out all about the, uh, well, we get teased about what life in Rittenhouse is like. We know very least that when you first find out about it, nobody's really excited about the plan. I just wish we would have known more what the plan was during that yeah. conversation with <laughs> wouldn't you think that? Wouldn't you think that Lucy would say... Okay, tell me everything about Rittenhouse so I can know what it's all about. Yes. yes. But have a moment to be like, please, just tell me more. I don't care what you have to say, but I really want to know. Yeah. Especially because you're on an objective to stop them, so this yeah. is a great intel information. Yeah, meeting, yeah so. I think she was too shocked, I think, yes. at that point in time. Like, yeah. I know that sounds terrible, but that's, uh, that's what I'm going to go with to give her the benefit of the doubt of the fact of, like, she was sitting there going, I don't know what to do right now, so I'm just really mad at you, and yeah. I, I'm, at, I'm a little let down on Lucy, because I would think like, well, you think about what Rufus and Wyatt say about this. Oh, wait, maybe I should get more information that I could actually tell them something. Well, yeah. Wyatt would shoot him. Oh, I, I thought you meant what would they do? Oh, oh yes, yeah, so this is more a rhetorical <laughs> question. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but but at least he's for uh, he's honest enough to say that when he found out about it he didn't really believe it. But he, I did like that. That uh, made him a little bit more human. Yeah. That he was like uh, I was not a fan of it, but uh, blood is blood, so you just kind of have to mm-hmm. go through it. And his I, father. Yeah, which is uh, at least for me because I I completely understand where he's coming from, even though I don't agree with their stances on things or their cause. But I understand because I have a family that just, you know that wanted to be you know in a certain field 
for everybody, and I was the only one who was like, nope, I'm breaking out of that, and then there was a lot of tension and all that kind of stuff, so I totally understand where Lucy and Lindenberg were coming from. We shook up the entire pornography industry. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) I'm joking. It was a joke. It was a joke. Uh, okay. Oh, you know, I, uh, <laughs> what I do like is because a lot about the show is all about can we change time. But I feel like the nice thing about this episode is you find out like there's just like the inevitability, the fate of time, and a few characters yes. are talking about that. So you may try your best to change it. Yeah. But it's not going to always go the way that you want. Pretty sure I've said that of like I'm always. Is this going to be like time machine of like mm-hmm. he's going to try to do it and doesn't matter. She's going to die anyways. Yeah. yeah. We still. We still. But there is hope. They spun it differently this time, which I liked because they're like, no, no, not necessarily. She's dead. You just got to do something else. First, and then you can somehow mm-hmm. see. I still think her. I still think Rittenhouse has something to do with her death because, and what I, what I also think is interesting is that the fact that um, Lucy's mother is coming more into the scene and talking more about her knowledge of history and stuff. And you gotta wonder if once again the the guy that married. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Lucy's mother, her father, what's his name? Benjamin Cahill. Mm-hmm. If he married her because she too was a historian. You know, is yeah, there, is, I don't know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, and we did learn from last episode where they say how hard it is for Rittenhouse to try to change that because you know, time does, is going to fight you every step of the way. And you see this this episode where our team does what they think is a, uh, a good blow to Rittenhouse, changing something. Mm-hmm. Find yep. out, nope, uh, we get back to the present and stand up. Nope, it didn't change at all. Nope. Everything happened the way it did. So it, uh, time is time's a tricky one. It's yeah. fickle. Yep. Yeah, it's a fickle mistress. Fickle. That's right. Yes. <laughs> uh, and then we do find out, uh, we were, I know some people on the panel were curious about what would happen to Wyatt at the end of the last episode. Will we ever see him again? Uh, we did, actually, we did. the entire episode. <laughs> yes, he was there, uh, front and center there, uh, but stuck in a black site underneath the National Park. Interesting. I like right. how he's like, left yeah. turn, right turn, yes. and roundabout. I know where we are. <laughs> well, he's just that good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so uh, Agent Christopher, not too thrilled with Wyatt. But uh, just you know, he. But he. Uh, Wyatt is willing to at least accept his responsibility. Like I did this, you know, I deserve to pay for what I've done. Mm-hmm. Which I like. I, I feel like Wyatt has grown up a lot in this episode mm-hmm. from yeah. the fact of seeing him kind of. Uh, uh, that's not a good term. Wine, but the fact that he was, he was a one note character in a in a way of the fact that he he had a mission which was to help you know get his wife back in some way shape and form right but i like that he has gotten to the point where he understands that he still wants to do that but there is also still a bigger picture with yes. that added into yeah. that so, well, yeah. all three of them have that they have no, depth like, to their character yeah been, i feel like yeah. at this point we now that we're two episodes left of the season i think that they have grown exponentially because we were always talking about how rufus was the big you know the biggest he's character. made the biggest arc yeah, yeah. but i feel like I think we just we were so focused on Rufus that there was a a, a, a semi arc happening that we were like, oh, okay, we're we're seeing it now, which mm-hmm. is great. So, and I like what I like to some uh, very nice human moments, realistic moments, where when Rufus finds out that Lucy's father is the man that's been threatening him and his family. Oh yeah, he, he got freaks upset. out at Lucy, yeah. uh, but then, and then he which cal- would calms it? Yeah, yeah which we, realistically you you go off on the person you finding this out from, but then dialing back and realize, all right, yeah, she's just finding this yeah. out too. All right, and it's not like she's working with. Her yes. biological yeah. father either, and it's 
she just kind of met him now, too. So it's not even like they know each other. Yeah. yeah. And I just like that, yeah, like you said, it was very human of them because they all kind of were at high, you know, uh, high tensity and then they kind of yeah. slowly brought it down. Well, it's like the initial reaction and then he goes, oh, wait, I'm sorry, I'm being totally a jerk right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My bad. Yeah, well, you know what's interesting is in the beginning... But that's when we were, why they're friends. Yeah, they can talk yeah, about it. Yeah, they can do that. We were looking I mean, at all the trust issues they were having in the, in the mm-hmm. early days and those don't... Those no. have been mm-hmm. fixed. Yep. Everything's good, and they're mm-hmm. they're bonding. Yep. yep. They're performing. Uh, another two uh, people that are bonding though are good old Emma and Flynn, uh, hanging out in 1927 along with uh, their proverbial. They're they're mm-hmm. henchmen of the week. Uh, they're 1927. Mm-hmm. They're uh, and you know what do you bring when you go back to Paris in 1927? You bring a rocket launcher. Why not? Sure. <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> yep. Why shoot, are you going to shoot down a plane? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that is, is it Henchman of the Week? Are they changing that guy? No, 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 no. This guy's been like the number one henchman the entire time, but we have had different henchmen with that henchman, henchman oh, every funny. week. I don't and think they they're very die. distinct henchmen because I haven't no, really he's noticed. The, he's the only one because I know that he's always the one that smokes during every, uh, every scene. And that was a crucial. You need and a smoker for this one. Yeah, because of, well, the yeah. cigarette that they're like, this is a yeah. specific one. Okay. So, because if you if you go back and watch yeah. from the beginning to now, he's always he's always he's smoking. just not a really specific looking character yeah. that I'm like. Oh, well, he's wait, al- we've seen he's him. also always in the background too. Like <laughs> yeah, it's like right. very. I mean, yeah. Maybe, yeah, he's just kind of like drifting back and forth. Does he speak? Back there. Did he have any lines? Uh, uh-huh. I feel like he's not a he's a non talking henchman. Huh. I think. Wait, he talked this one. Did he? The blonde no. guy. No. He pulled the gun out. Yeah, he didn't speak. I don't think he did. I think he just stood there. Yeah. Oh, I mean, I yeah. Know, tell us in the chat if he did, because I feel he's like I missed a that. Very he's paid high less. level background. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. That's right. Yeah. He's just one of those henchmen that just doesn't yeah. say words. Okay. <laughs> I love, though, uh, Emma, though. I really like her as a character. Certainly, I know whatever her end game is, but just these little moments that we get, uh, like this part of the episode where she's, it starts off the scene with them talking about meeting Napoleon. And, like, mm-hmm. oh, he really oh, yeah. isn't short, but he's surrounded himself by really tall people. So, comparatively, he seems shorter than uh, than, he, than he normally would appear. So I thought that just those little moments where Emma's like, "Oh, of course I met him. What do you think?" That she yeah. seems you think like this the fun is my part. First trip. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the fun part of history, meeting these historical people you've always read about. That would be a cool. That thing. actually kind of makes sense, though. If you're not like, it's not like he was short. If you're five seven, and you're hanging out with like six five people. Yeah, of course you'll seem short. Yeah, mm-hmm. anybody over six to your five seven would seem. Pretty short. short. Yeah. yeah. And it's just like anybody that goes on a road trip, except if you're going through time, but like you go to Paris, you just, you know, I want to go to the Dingle Bar because I want to see Picasso. Like, yeah. you know, I'm here. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm not going to waste his time just mm-hmm. hanging out in a catacomb. <laughs> like, yeah. the henchmen don't really care about history, but she's like, dude, uh, how often do you get this chance? Yeah. I use no, it. for real. Yeah. Yep. I said, no, I'm just a henchman. Mm hmm. <laughs> no, she, she's been interesting. I mean, and as much as I love Matthew, uh, you know, and I feel like I was sad to see him go from the show last week because uh, yeah. he's such an awesome actor. And I feel like we never really got to see much of Anthony in the series at all. I mean, he had little moments yeah. that were profound, but just like, oh, man, but I like him as mm-hmm. much. I wish he had, wish he had yeah. been written mm-hmm. off. But it was a good part, though. I mean, he played a good role throughout he did. The, in the... Written off by Rittenhouse. Yeah. 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 Oh, no. 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 There it is. Uh, but we do find out that Flint's plan, though, is to, to shoot Lindbergh uh, about a mile away before he actually lands. Crash the uh, Spirit of St. Louis there, and hopefully he won't be injured. He just gets the arm a little dislocated, but otherwise... Uh, the idea is to try to uh, stop him, maybe eliminate him from history. At least that's Flynn's plan. Another member of Rittenhouse. Mm-hmm. It was interesting though that Flynn didn't really was was his real plan to get Lindbergh, or was it to go after the other guy? Because he he appeared to abandon the plan pretty easily in the episode, didn't he? 
I, but I feel like, man, I'm interested because like Flynn seems to play a really long game in the sense where you take Lindbergh, you could just kill him right there if you go by Lucy's journal and think that he's a member of Rittenhouse, or yeah. you know that the team is always pursuing you when you go to these different locations. You get Lucy in a room with Lindbergh, have her talk to him, and find out more information from Lindbergh about who he's connected with. Yes, because mm-hmm. we didn't see what happened mm-hmm. once uh, Flynn went over to that house. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think he's just he's playing like the long con, the long con is is the in my head where it's just like he just has plans he's just kind of playing it very slowly yes. at this point in time mm-hmm. he's a crafty one that flame mm-hmm. yeah. look at that <laughs> uh but then we we also find out though that uh they're of course they don't have Wyatt anymore to rely on so who are they going to mm. be heading back with we've already <laughs> met him once before but david bam, bam. yeah bam bam it's good to see him come back again mm-hmm. not to continuity it's okay what is it's that okay. i'm just sad that he, he just came he and just, went. came and went i it's wasn't right. ready for it <laughs> It sucked. Well, they can't keep him around. No, I know because so. we need Wyatt back. It just—I just was hoping and that maybe he'd get injured or something. Not it was die. weird that he died so quickly. I, he, it he was very fast. Steps out of the spaceship, no, boom! Or the, <laughs> no modern guns. He followed the rules. So I, just like. Mm. But I, I hated it because I was like, I hope that doesn't kill him in the end. <laughs> yeah. But we sucked. at least give it up for him that he was the, the first person to go and take a trip in the lifeboat and not get nauseous. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Look at him. He's like, nothing, not even, like, <laughs> Disneyland teacups. That was a cute reference. I, I like that. Uh, yeah, Jinx. But, uh, it was cool to see him, though. It was nice they set yeah. it up early in the season as a possible yeah. replacement, so it was nice to see him come back. Yeah, yeah. sad. Uh, <laughs> but they go back to the crash scene, and David, uh, you're proving his worth, realizing, like, oh, yeah, uh, probably shot down by a rocket launcher, probably over here. Uh, really quickly finds it out. Yeah. It's a very good detective work there. Yeah. Uh, but then and they also find a cigarette butt from, from your boy. I'm telling you, man. Cigarette Henchy. That's all he does. <laughs> go, if you go back, it's just him smoking a cigarette in every hmm. single plan. <laughs> and then we get to meet our good boy, Ernest Hemingway. Oh, that was cool. That was oh, cool. Goodness. Yes. I just liked how he came into that conversation because I noticed that background person standing behind mm-hmm. them. Whether I'm like, wow, that person's really listening to their conversation. And then lo and behold, he's like, oh, yeah, I'm like, I want to get the scoop in the story. And so you're just like, oh, okay, that was a nice, like, lead-in of a realistic, like, if you are this close to someone, you're like, oh, that sounds really interesting. Yeah, especially because they're not really whispering. They're actually talking at the level that we are talking at right now. if they're in France, how many, I mean, I guess they're assuming that people aren't speaking English as much. True, 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 true. Because Lucy yeah. speaks to the locals in French too, so yeah. It's so. interesting how many like that all those people were in France at that time. That Hemingway was there in France. I didn't realize. Yeah. That. Oh yeah. And yeah. I, they, they mentioned absinthe and drinking the absinthe, and the, mm-hmm. the, that was Hemingway's thing, wasn't it? Well, it was also. I think it was also big in that time, wasn't yeah. it? And Fitzgerald was there too. Yeah. And Picasso. Yeah. yeah. They, they, they have usually you ever had absinthe. I have. I've had it. I don't. Did you have it with the real wormwood in it? No. The, yeah, no, no, no. I think it was, it was something a little bit more watered down. But, right. um, mm-hmm. but yeah, it's. I think uh, in history books, I believe that Fitzgerald and them usually hung out together. That's why they're called the Lost Generation. Mm-hmm. They're usually mm-hmm. hanging out together. So it made sense for them to be going from speakeasy to speakeasy, hanging out. And mm-hmm. they were just drinking and. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people hanging out, doing you, art. Yeah, mm-hmm. if you know, if you know Hemingway, that's pretty much all he did was write and drink. Mm-hmm. So and uh, other things. So. Yeah. Oh, did he smoke stuff and stuff? Sure. You saw the episode, Chris. You saw what he was talking about. What you're supposed to be doing? I, oh yeah, well, drinking, I forget what he screwing. said. Screwing, yeah. screwing for those. Yes. Who can't, yeah, there you for, go. Uh, but also, you know, makes sense as a reporter uh, for the Toronto Star. Uh, mm-hmm. You got to keep your ear open because you never know yeah. what somebody might be saying. That could be a good lead for a story. Mm-hmm. And uh, you got to have uh, great taste buds too, so you can lick a cigarette and figure out what kind of tobaccos you. Use. No. I know that was 
was insane. I was like, how do you know? But I get, but it, I'm assuming. Well, if you he smoke said a that's lot, what he smokes, so yeah, he knows that taste. taste. Yeah. So that makes sense. But I wonder yeah. if, it was, if it was something he didn't smoke, what would he have done? He's like, well, I don't know what this is. <laughs> I handed it back. And it was cool for those General Hospital fans. Uh, you know, yeah. well, yes, both Alexis and I work on uh, the after like, show for that. Oh, hey, look at that. Yeah, Johnny Sakara. Uh, he played Johnny Sakara on General Hospital, Brandon Barrick. Mm-hmm. So it was very cool to have him on over here. So yeah. Was he the one who played Hemingway? Yes. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah. It was nice to see yeah, him. Yeah, I liked him. He was a charming kind of actor personality going yeah. on. I'm liking I'm liking that I, we get to see a lot of Hemingway and a lot of more modern not modern stuff, but he's been coming back like uh the Woody Allen film. You could call that modern history. Yeah. Yeah, the, uh, yeah well, Woody uh, Allen film Paris. Night in Paris. Night in Paris. Mm-hmm. So stuff like that. Like I think there was another thing that he was that they had him in as well, and I think another time travel TV show besides this one. But mm. like I like that he's coming back a lot since mm. a lot of people are like, I know the name, but I don't know what he does. And I'm like, Oh, he's done a lot actually, so you should mm-hmm. look it up. Yeah, also, so. I think people, more, the more default is thinking of him as like, kind of like the big papa Hemingway with the big white beard and all that type of thing. More of yeah. that kind of role. Yeah, when but, he's but, older. Yeah. But, Didn't yeah. he commit suicide in the end? I'm Hemingway? not sure, to be huh. honest, how he died. Yeah. I um, thought I read something recently that says something like that. But. Yeah. Look it up, guys. No. History. Do it. Well, that's that's such a well, I, text I like how and, uh, um, the chat mentions it, and then uh, on Twitter, I like uh, t- Timeless did a great job of tweeting at someone mentioning how, well, one, how Lucy goes, you were just an ambulance driver. You weren't really in the war. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> then um, someone on Twitter asked, was that true? And Timeless said yes. Mm-hmm. So I'm definitely loving how accurate the show tries to be of... As much as we can with the historical yes. fiction. Yeah. But it feels like each character identity is accurate. Yeah. And then maybe what happens is a little... Well, yeah. I feel yeah. like they take actual... Whatever Lucy says is usually a historical fact. Yeah. And then we just kind of tweak mm-hmm. it as the episode progresses. Yes. But everything that came out of her mouth is correct. Yeah. All facts. You know what's changed, though, is remember in the early days where they weren't showing the actual faces that much of the old famous people? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Remember we talked expand. about that. Now they're showing them. Well, and wasn't that modern, nice. though, too? Yeah. The closer they yeah. get to modern day, yeah. like, the less likely they're going to show the yeah. faces. Okay. Yeah, yeah, because we're supposed to relate to them a little bit more. And just like we said with Hemingway, we mostly know him with the big beard and he's right. much older. This one, we're like, oh, he's younger. He, he just yeah. looks like you know someone from the 20s who's just this charming yeah. cat. So we don't have it etched in our mind what the person looks like already. Yeah, I mean, you know, there is physical evidence, but you can you can tweak right. with it a little bit more than you can with seeing George the last, Bush. Or, right. yeah. <laughs> like the last 30 to 40 years, you'd yeah. be like, mm, but like once you start getting like 60 up to 100, you're, yeah. like, you're like, well, maybe we can just... We can just yeah. It's a show. Just yeah. show. Yeah. I remember them being blonde and tall. Perfect. Yeah. Throw uh, them in there. Yeah. You know, it's fine. So now, good old Ernest, he knows somebody that can help them identify mm-hmm. the guys. And this is Alexis was giddy at this moment. Takes him to the club, and who's singing there? But none other than Josephine Baker. Josephine Baker. Oh, you're freaking a, out. Well, because the fact that she, they said it in the show that she wasn't just an entertainer. She was kind of like the the the, uh, the spider in the web of gossip. Like she, that's kind of what entertainment was and speakeasies at that time mm-hmm. was the the fact that a lot of entertainment the the stars would actually learn a lot from people and most mostly drunk people because they're usually just spouting <laughs> off information and eventually she became a spy and it was like it was a whole thing and the fact that she was one of the first dancers American African American dancers that was you know televised at one point like it was huge and the fact that she was also very at the time scantily clad but it didn't matter it was just like oh my god there's a woman who's showing her midriff and her shoulders like it was just it's cool and it was jazz and it was a whole thing and it was just really cool to see her coming back. I know a few, I think there was another artist, her name was uh, Carrie Hilson or Helson or something. She's a pop artist or R&B artist who did 
uh, African American women through time, and she did a dance like the banana oh, dance cool. from her. So like, I like that she's getting back out there. But Josephine Baker is huge, and if you don't know anything about her, you should look her up. Because and I do like awesome. how the writers set in one line kind of give uh, modern day audiences a context for her, just saying yes. when she's the Beyonce of 1927. Yeah, that was perfect. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And, and she was a spy. Yeah, yeah. I think that's pretty uh, cool. Chat room informed us that uh, thank you, Justin Hemingway committed suicide in 1961. There you go. Oh, wow. See. Interesting. Yes. Yeah, I didn't know that. But I think yeah, he shot himself. Um, but yeah, the I love the Josephine Baker bit too. It was so fun. It was just cool to and see. And the actress just really had that like charismatic and like comfortable and confident that mm-hmm. was just like <gasps> I just want to watch. Yeah, there's a lot of accounts that said that anytime you talked to her, you kind of just forgot about your surroundings. You kind of just she was just there to listen to you, and mm-hmm. she gave really good advice, and she was just, she was very helpful, and that mm. was the whole point. I mean, I, didn't, I, I don't know much about her entire upbringing, because there's not a lot of accounts, and a lot of people say a lot of different stories about mm. her, but I know there's, like, some sound facts, which we, we got enough of in, in this episode that you didn't really need to go mm-hmm. any deeper unless you wanted to, you know? Mm-hmm. So... Uh, one other thing that starts happening in this episode, too, is that uh, Agent Christopher finds herself boxed out of Mason Industries because the NSA is now taking over. <laughs> Agent Jake Neville is now in charge of the operation. <laughs> Which is so hard because like I like that actor and I'm like, oh Jim I want to like best. you. But you're like playing this character that I don't know if we're supposed to like you yet. Well Jim Beaver's really good at playing like this weird role of like, wait, are you a good guy or are you a bad guy? Yes. So it was really cool. Well, and you both recognize him together. So did, oh, yeah. did you do another show that he was uh, uh, no I didn't do the show but I oh. watched the show he was on. Oh. Supernatural. Yeah. Supernatural is one of my favorite shows. And he's in, um, oh, that. I, I know what you're the talking about. Yeah, that, and uh, I don't remember the just, name of it. Uh, if you know it, put it in the chat. But yeah, yeah Supernatural is huge, and I love that he plays yes. his character Bobby named Bobby. on Supernatural. Yeah, so it was really cool to see him, and obviously we're going to see another. Crimson Peak. Oh yeah, that's right. He was um, on Crimson Peak. So yeah, so he's this actor has made his rounds, but he's mostly been well known, at least in in this de- generation, as playing Bobby, who's a who's a hunter who hunts mm-hmm. the supernatural. Uh, and so it's just really cool to see him because he's usually like this like uh, hit, not hick, but like he's kind more yeah kind of guy. No, and then this no. one, he's wearing a suit and he's very you know. And he, I know he's played other roles like mm-hmm. that, but it's just. Weird to see that transition into that, <laughs> at least for me. So um, it was really good to see him. And then we'll see more supernatural stuff. It's just Eric Kripke knows who he brings from his other projects. Because there's another actor coming up. Yeah. Gonna, gonna, this is a, this so is a big deal, though, with uh, Rittenhouse actually taking over. Because uh, it is, I would say it's the oh, yeah, well, that they're all Rittenhouse but, agents. But yeah. I called it. I knew Mason was going to bring in something about Rittenhouse eventually. I don't know if, I don't think he's going to take over but right. at this point now, but like, it's he, like one he of brought the same. them in. Yeah. yeah. He kind of like is like, Rittenhouse at this point. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, and certainly after his and Agent Christopher standoff last episode, where yeah. she's like, hey, you know, nope, you don't need to know anything. And you wonder if it's him that if that conversation triggered it. Well, as we find out from her well, talking to White later in the episode, that this is probably you don't hostiles not to be takeover, but this is something that's been in the plan for weeks yes. and weeks and weeks, and it's just like a nice little coup that they're mm-hmm. doing. Yeah, probably just been waiting for it. And they I just don't think we've seen the last of her though. Agent Christopher? Yeah, no, not, no, I mean, no we no, saw no. her at the end. So yeah, I, yeah so she's gonna she's with the team. Whether she yeah. how long she stays with the team, I guess we'll yeah. for speculation. I don't know. But we also get to see uh, Rufus flirting with Josephine Baker, and I do like uh, several times during this episode. Please don't tell Gia oh that I said this. Oh my god! I like Lucy's response was the best. She's like, uh huh. 
Yeah. <laughs> but you know that. what? Flirting with a historical figure, it's I like, mean, who cares? Yeah. It's not like you're in it. I mean, that's also, and that's also kind of Josephine Baker's thing. Like, not to say that she's like a floozy or anything, but that was how she got information sometimes. was just well, like... Everybody likes to be flirted with. Everybody, It's because you're mean, being nice and complimenting people, essentially. Yeah, and that's and, and I feel bad because flirting is, is, is a way of complimenting. It's not supposed to be like, oh, I want to sleep with you. It's like, no, it's just... You're ha- there's an attraction there, and you're just kind of acting on it, and then mm-hmm. you just move on from there. I think yeah. you know, I say it was like 400 years ago. Come on, get over it. No, wait, what? It, it was like 400 years ago. Get over it. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, Gia doesn't need to know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, I mean, if Gia's already getting upset at the fact that she he's not even giving her information, can you imagine? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I was flirting with Josephine Baker. What? No. Yeah. Yeah. I'm talking about screwing yeah. people with Hemingway. Like, it, it just sounds bad. I think we can, mm-hmm. just, we can just put that in the back burner. For and then, uh, yeah, just in the chat, how could Rufus not want to flirt with her, right? Yes. Uh, yeah, Josephine freaking Baker. Actually, even when Josephine was talking to, to Lucy, uh, Lucy was like, I, I was like so you. Jelly. I was like, oh, I was so yeah. jelly. I was like, love me, Josephine Baker. Notice me, senpai. Yeah. <laughs> that was a good conversation because Lucy, in her way, that was explaining nice. what she's yeah. talking about. But being a teacher, always having the facts is something that she felt was concrete. And now she yeah. feels like she's standing on quicksand with mm-hmm. everything that's been happening in her life recently. Mm-hmm. It was like she was having a whole, whole different conversation than that, what they were supposed to be talking about. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> but to what the lost generation is. Yeah. yeah. And it was nice to look and see how Lucy's feeling right now. Yeah. Like, give a little insight. Yeah. I mean, we know, but it was like... And it's also that idea, like, you could almost talk to a complete stranger about anything, especially if you're not going to see them again later. Never. So you're like, I'm going to tell you all my personal details and how I really feel... And so we're like, oh, Lucy. Yeah. Uh-huh. And Josephine reminds her that it, while mm-hmm. Lucy thinks the lost generation can be described mm-hmm. as aimless, she says, no, they're just more like battered, but they're yeah. about to stand up again. So mm-hmm. very much a scripting of uh, where Lucy is at the exactly. moment. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's also kind of, actually for all three of them, you yeah. know, since Wyatt was kind of beat down since we haven't found his wife's killer yet, uh, you know, that he got to stand up, and that was kind of huge for all yeah. three of them, I think. So it was very therapeutic on the part of Josephine Baker to say yes. that at that Well, that's point. what uh, Alexis was saying <laughs> earlier, of how yeah. just, she, just always, she was like. Yeah, yeah, she just always knew what to say, apparently. Mm-hmm. So so as we, we give our moment of uh, silence there for Mr. David Baumgartner, <laughs> one, tra- one time travel trip. Bam, bam, no. That's not shot. fair! Uh, and that was even worse is that unfortunately the open. I was fully yeah. waiting for him to get shot I'm like you're not like I, hiding behind somebody? but like I said I thought he was going to get shot and then get injured and they would have to take him back or, oh, or yeah. something where he'd be, have to be stuck with <clears throat> the lifeboat but yeah I didn't think but he was going to die it might be a good reminder for us though of in terms of how dangerous these situations no, are that we haven't had somebody important die in a yeah. while I just felt bad because I was like well, yeah. he finally gets to fight about time travel but then he dies with it that yeah. sucks <laughs> but yeah it, it, I, I, say, I agree it's a good reminder of how dangerous this is but it sucks it's the guest of the week so to speak that ends yeah. up dying like, <laughs> but, yeah, but you gotta move that plot along yeah, though you gotta move it. <laughs> <laughs> and sadly he doesn't even get a chance to get brought back he is left behind in 1927. Yeah. Oh my God. Other so is from Josephine saying that you know if you stuck around there, they could bring you in for questioning, yeah. which is going to totally derail what you're here to supposed. To, you're supposed I know, to but it also mm-hmm. sucked just because like, what if he, he has family? Like they just yeah. that's it. Well, they know he does something military esque. That, that's your yeah. thing. Every yeah. time you go on a mission, you could die. Well, yeah, and the fact that Agent Christopher has already know, uh, said that she would say that you know they you know this person died serving their country. And yeah. Just leave right. it at that. It's just we it just hear that sucks. every day. It could Aww. be that they're time traveling. Hey. <laughs> That's true. That's fine. Yeah. You never know. There you go. Maybe we'll see at the yeah. end of the episode they find the unmarked grave oh. in, in Paris where he was buried. Cat, 
casket in the chat room says, I so knew he was going to die as soon as I saw his gun. I know, right? He should have brought a real gun from the present day. I but thought I, that too. I'm like, oh. But I also felt bad because he was just following protocol. No, but that's why, that's why it happens. works out so well in terms of like, no, you need right. to know where you can bend the rules a little bit because otherwise you're going to die. Yeah, no, it's unfortunate that, yeah. you know, that he's like, I showed up for work today. I'm ready to do time travel. Oh, well, crap. Yeah. And I do like how Lucy's so used to why thinking like that because mm-hmm. she, mm-hmm. she can rely on that so much. Where's your real gun? No, White always carries a real gun. Where's yours? <laughs> no. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, <laughs> oh, uh, but we do see that uh, Benjamin Kale finally at least uh, reveals some of his cards to Mason uh, about why he's been so fixated on Lucy and does tell him that he's his daughter. So mm-hmm. yeah. I guess since Mason has made his choice with Rittenhouse, I guess they're being a little bit more forthcoming with some sure. information to him. Mm-hmm. I'd be curious to see how much Ritten knows, uh, what Mason knows about Rittenhouse's true agenda. The whole, the whole big picture. Yeah, oh, I love how they like drop that. They're like the true agenda, and I'm like, and that is. Mm-hmm. Yes, I love how we're just complete like, the sentence. We're, we're just gonna waiting change for it. We're time. Like, yeah. No, that was our true agenda. Yeah, we're gonna change and time. Then? Mm-hmm. <laughs> they left the fill in the blank blank. We're gonna use a time machine to change time. I'm so tired of that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so we do see uh, written how. Hemingway, excuse me, Hemingway, mm-hmm. Lucy, and Rufus on the trail for finding out where Flynn and Lindbergh are, and they separate because Hemingway can't hold his liquor for a moment. That was well, the most no, polite he, excuse he, to puke I've ever seen. In my well, life. that makes uh, sense though because he's drank so much that he's like, "All right, I'm ready to go." You know what? Before we continue, I should probably throw up outside. <laughs> yeah, can someone take me outside, please? He probably was thinking he's like, "I don't want to throw up in here." One because there's a lady present. Two because yeah. I don't want them to find my throw up. I don't I know. Mean, you gotta be a real in a house is gross. So. Yeah. Uh, you might you know, think that maybe, to go outside. You gotta be a real alcoholic to be okay with just throwing up and still going on and still. I think I he was just trying to be classy. True. Yeah. Yeah. Have you I ever hate escorted? throwing up. I have. <laughs> somebody escort you out to puke. <laughs> oh, I we were, we were out. Yeah, oh. we were we were about to go into a nightclub for her for her birthday, and she's like, "Well, I'm ready. I need to puke." And we weren't close to a ba- like a bathroom, so she's like, "Can you just take me? I don't want to throw because she needs someone to hold her hair." So and I'm then like, she came oh, back right. and she was fine. Oh yeah, well, she she went eight shots after that. Oh, like, um, but another no, fact I just about had someone pull me out. I was like driving. I'm like, you need to pull over. Yeah, that, that makes more sense yeah. too. But like, no, that was more of like she's uh, had too much. Um, yeah. Sylvia in the chat says uh, another Hemingway. Since we were talking about uh, Hemingway earlier, uh, Hemingway loved bullfights too. Uh, him. Um, Ava Gardner and Rita Haywood would all drink with the fighters after the bullfights. So we're just getting, we're just getting all these facts. And here's another one. Thank oh, yeah, you, thank you guys in the chat. I you really guys are like awesome. These. Justin mm. said, "What Baker said about the Lost Generation is an actual quote from Hemingway about the meaning of the term and the book The Sun Also Rises." Nice touch, timeless writers. Yes, I do. We all agree with how, yeah, how much they're putting in the, this show, and it's wonderful. I love it. I love mm-hmm. the fact that we're bringing all these facts out. It's mm-hmm. awesome. Uh, so Lucy gets abducted while Hemingway and Rufus Again? are out. Yes, mine too. Oh. I'm tired of this crap. There you go. Mm-hmm. Uh, brought to brought to Flynn, and they strike a deal where if uh, Lucy can convince Lindbergh not to be a member of Rittenhouse anymore, that mm-hmm. Flynn will let him leave here and go on about his mm-hmm. way. Yeah, uh, he's not convinced that Lucy can do it, but it's certainly that's one reason that he has Lucy doing it. The other one, though, is just to listen in on the whole conversation and find out what he can discern about Rittenhouse through that conversation between the two of them. But it was nice to see that conversation between Lucy and Lindbergh. Mm-hmm. Uh, they got a very similar things yes. at that moment. There, Lucy story. I thought you were going to say Lucy and Flynn because it really you, now you start to see the beginnings of them actually working together. Not really. I mean, I get what you're trying to say though, because right. you can kind of see it because the fact that she already knew what she was going to say going into it and then working together. But I also feel like Flynn is starting to get a little bit more 
ruthless with her. Yeah. Um, at this point in time, because before he was just like, I'm here to tell you the truth, but now he's just kind of like, you need to do what I'm going to do, or I'm going to kill you, or kill Lindenberg. But at the, same, the at the same time, the diary thing's coming up, and she's going to write all this stuff out. Oh, Is it going to be for she him? Gets the diary. We'll, we'll get there, because we'll I have, I have <laughs> things. Uh, Sorry, so just I stop hitting the table. Flynn was ready to team up with Lucy on that on the episode when they went to go back yes. to get Rittenhouse but when she just wouldn't let him kill his son mm-hmm. I feel like that really right. hurt him Flynn yeah, yeah it's like mm-hmm. alright there's definitely a distinct divide between and the you two do us. have to wonder if Lucy would have died if they killed the son I know somebody said that to us in the tweet um, oh. and it's not necessarily so because there, it seems that there's different family lines oh but, yeah, no, yeah totally. I don't think that's how that would have worked out. I think she was, still would have been born it's just Rittenhouse wouldn't be a thing Supposedly, mm. yeah. I mean, because there's many other, there's many members of Rittenhouse with many yeah. different yeah. bloodlines, right? So, yeah. extinguishing so one, we're extinguishing them all. We're learning. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I want that to be <laughs> Chris's tagline. We're learning. <laughs> uh, but they have a nice little conversation, and I feel like that Lindenberg, because as uh, Lucy explains uh, to Rufus Lindenberg's history, Lind- Lindenberg's history was that he became uh, a Nazi sympathizer, uh, spewed anti-Semitic hate across the states, got an award from Hitler. And you find out, I guess that's not necessarily how he feels, but uh, that's something that his father wants him to do. So you understand what Britain has to do. some sort of a diversion. Mm. Yeah, for something bigger, which right. I'm assuming is to, I don't know. Now, historically, <laughs> is that what uh, Lindenberg so, really did? I, I knew about the fact that he was saying hateful things. I didn't know what those hateful things are. So, so you didn't know it was Nazi sympathizers. I, I didn't know. So Nazi. far, the show has yes. been pretty accurate. So I'm going, going to go with so it. They're just giving you a different context for yes. why he would be doing that. Yeah. But, yeah. Mm, so yeah. the fact that he could have maybe just, that's just what mm-hmm. his family mm-hmm. wanted him to do, mm-hmm. but not because they were written house, just because they were just Nazi sympathizers. Mm-hmm. Right. That's probably where that started from. And they're just like, let's just add that on there <laughs> for funsies. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, but like I said, I really related to this conversation a lot because uh, my mom and her entire family was going into like medical and like my brother is going into medical and things like that. And I was like, I'm going to work in film. <laughs> so, Yay! you know, my mom was like new and we fought about it and eventually she got over mm-hmm. it and let me do it clearly because I'm here. Um, but at the same Yay! time, I understood what they were going through because it was it's a rough road and you need to be really passionate about something in order to go get your parents. Cause that's that's hard. Mm-hmm. So, Very true. So I would always, you know, advise if you believe in something, go for it. But if you, you're like, eh, I don't know about it, I would wait. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because it's it, it, there's a lot of hardship, hardship and heartbreak that comes into that. So into taking a different path. Yeah, and in that, and I agree that that what Lucy said, we're like we are the people that you're supposed to pave your way for your future, not for somebody else. And that's definitely something I firmly believe in. And you just gotta. Just take it by the reins or by the bullhorns, whatever. <laughs> the you, sound, you sound just yeah. like Josephine Baker. The horse, the, I'm like, yeah. <laughs> the horse by the reins. Thank you. Right. Yes, there uh, we go. I was mixing them together. Yeah, it's no. all As right. you can see, I'm not an English major. Yeah, they'll, take, they'll, they'll take her to a bullfight. Yeah. No, <laughs> no, I'll just watch from afar. It's fine. Uh, I'll just film it. <laughs> Uh, but Hemingway also gets a nice little uh, gives a pep talk to Rufus as well when he's yes, feeling that. That was a fun pep talk. That was uh, his just uh, Rufus <laughs> feeling so alone in that moment there. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it could have happened though. Like the fact that maybe Lucy got kidnapped and then he yeah. never saw her again. Wyatt's in jail somewhere. Mm-hmm. He just, doesn't know it. what to do. Nope, he's just all by himself with <laughs> with a drunk. But I mean, he can go yeah, to the, the lifeboat and go back home. A pep talk mm-hmm. from a drunk guy. I mean, is there going to be much but, value to it? But, no, but it made him be- understand his own truth that he already was thinking, because yeah. it's one of those, you rile someone up, and then they say it, and then they're like, 
Um, oh, you're right. That's what I was already thinking. I, you just had to get me to say and it myself. A lot of people always say that a person who's drunk, their sober thoughts technically are coming out. So. There's no restraint. Yeah. yeah. So no like filter. The, yeah, no filter. So like, yes. there's. I mean, it, sometimes it's not true. So you're getting the mm-hmm. truth sometimes. coming from him is what you're saying. Yeah, well, no. The fact that uh, Hemingway is obviously this is how he is. He knows that if he riles him up to the point where he will admit it, you know, he understands where he's coming from because he's probably yep. been in that situation before. Yeah. Yeah. So, and also it makes sense why he drinks so much. He's mm-hmm. seen more. He was also an ambulance driver. He's seen quite a bit. He's lost a lot of friends. It, it makes sense. And the fact yep. that Rufus can technically relate to him also makes sense. He just doesn't take out his anger through liquor. He takes it out through just bottling it up yeah. and then letting it out, like what he did tonight. Yeah, mm-hmm. and so. he's even like, no, I have fought. These are the things yeah. I've done. And he yeah. goes, oh, wait. I have. Yeah, that was yeah. a pretty good scene for him, wasn't it? Yes. Where he's like, yeah, yeah. I did this. I did Again, that. It's, I like that we got vibrato from all three of them. Like, we got to see their mm-hmm. their demons and everything in this episode, and we were able to fit it all in a 45 minute episode. Yeah, it was great. <laughs> you know? And we find out through Lucy's talk with Charles that uh, it reveals the name of an automotive dealer, uh, one of the largest automotive persons there in Paris at the time, uh, Mr. Chavert, that he was supposed to contact if he landed safely. And he's mm-hmm. going to take care of it from there. Oh, boy. So Flynn says, all right, that's somebody I need to be talking to. So. What he gets to that conversation, as you were mentioning earlier, Chris, we don't know quite yet. But yeah, certainly something good, gun, yes. Right? Mm-hmm. There you now, go. Is that a real auto brand? I'm assuming so. Yeah. I don't know. I'm going to go, yeah. sure. If you guys know, again, put it in the but chat. But it's a French one, so it might be a car we don't really have here. Right. Yeah, or maybe it died Yeah, died it out. had a thing then. It was mm-hmm. maybe the most popular and then just didn't move yeah. on. Yeah. I don't know why yeah. I thought. I was thinking of, like, Chevrolet was what I was thinking of, because mm-hmm. it's the same spelling, but I don't think that's correct. Yeah, I think I don't think so. But um, but I love that when they were, when the thing that, that was irking me, which these guys can, can witness, because I was sitting there just, like, flapping my hands over. Like, like, ah, you look like a band director. Well, because I was upset, because when he saw, when he was talking about the catacombs underneath, and then they went into their, their deep talk, I was like, wait, are we not going to talk about the catacombs? They're clearly in the catacombs if they're underneath the building. But we never talked about it, so I was sitting there going... He just takes him in to go, wait, did you see the catacombs? Because, I mean, there's one of those, like, how much somebody listens to someone in a conversation. Because yeah. uh, in the chat, uh, Redneck and Nerd said, I love how Hemingway never questioned Ruf- Rufus going on about fighting the Germans, the Brits, the Apache. So, <laughs> yeah. it's, no, he's, he doesn't say anything. He just lets him go with it. Also, and then Hemingway Rufus, was... too, goes, wait, wait you said catacombs. Here. Wait. Uh, oh. Yeah, I also think that because technically Rufus is sober or kind of sober at this point in time, yeah. so I'm assuming that Hemingway maybe just it just it, he's. I'm not... thinking Hemingway is a little too drunk to be like whatever, cool dude. Yeah, I'm Yay. glad he fought in all these battles, even though the I've never like, heard of it. any of these. I, I don't yeah. know. You yeah. fight the Indians. I have like, too. Yeah, yeah. He's chasing the Green Fairy. That's the that's the absence. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So I think that was very interesting to uh, see. So Rufus and Hemingway make it down to the catacombs. They uh, get get the drop on the guard. Yep. Smoking uh, henchmen there smoking. and yep. uh, take away uh, Lin- uh, Lindbergh and Lucy, but Emma yep. stops in the way for a second. Mm-hmm. And as Rufus says, you're either coming with us or you're just, you know, getting out of the way. Mm. And uh, but I, I do like that there was no uh, forcing, and Emma yeah. isn't into doing any kind of violence as well. well She's I kind feel, of stepped aside. I feel like, I mean, I want to know what you guys think as well because I feel mm. like Emma's not really here to hurt people, she just kind of no. wants to. Get they he she knows that Rufus doesn't want Rittenhouse to win just as much as they do. So Flynn is just a little bit more, a little bit more uh, aggressive. Flamboyant, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah I, I mean, the thing is, ha, has she really been able to witness how murderous Flynn can no. be? Well, so I, I mean, think they, if she gets well, they yeah. killed just, Anthony last episode. Yeah, but I mean, that's like. Uh, some uh, not better or worse that he knew that person, but the way how Flynn murders people randomly in history, 
like just yeah, bystanders because that's the part that seems to bother our team so much too like their thing of Rufus getting uh, uh, Lucy to go back he's like no 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 Flynn kills people we have to go stop him so it's not necessarily like Flynn, Flynn himself is so dangerous to anybody he Correct. encounters, yeah. and I don't think Emma's witnessed that just yet. Yeah, because I feel like with Anthony, she she was kind of on Flynn's side because Anthony was trying to stop them, even mm-hmm. though she didn't probably understand that Anthony was technically trying to stop Rittenhouse together, but in mm-hmm. his own way, so she kind of was like, well, I guess technically he is a loose end, we have to get rid of him. Yeah, it's true. She doesn't thing. know that, like, because she's literally, she's traveling with a mass murderer. Yeah, like, has no idea. Serial killer type. Yep. Yeah, know? has no uh, idea. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think that's the main reason. But I think if she knows, she knew that Flynn was killing just random people in yeah. history, I think she would have left by now. Yeah. Me personally. Very true. Yeah. Uh, but we also see Agent Chris. So she steps out of the way. They're able to leave. Agent Christopher goes to visit Wyatt. They kind of figure out what the deal is. She leaves him a paperclip for him to get Buss's way again, out. Again, I was like, Black so site. does everybody, just every every special agent just knows how to get out of handcuffs through paperclips? Right. I need to learn how to do that. <laughs> I would like to know. And our team makes it back to the present. Or hair clips, bobby pins. Yeah, bobby pins. And I'm just like, I don't get it. To uh, find out the new status quo there over at Mason Industries, that now that Rittenhouse is running the show very openly now. Yes. Uh, so they, uh, although they are supposed to act like they kind of really don't know that. And uh, Lucy does find out, though, that you know nothing changed with Lindbergh. He disappeared mm-hmm. for a few weeks, but ultimately came forward and claimed credit and went on to the life that we know. I just think that even though Josephine Baker tried to help him, I think there was some way, shape, and form that, um, ever, just like any kid, it's hard to see your mom get mad or be disappointed or something like that, so he probably couldn't handle maybe his family being disappointed, or maybe they forced him, I have no but idea. But to think yeah. that a singular conversation is going to change everything. Yeah, I mean, again, no. it's hard yeah. to talk to someone who, who you either just met or just can kind of relate to you than your parents. It's it's tough. So I feel like that was just something that he just decided to mm-hmm. do. Or I agree with you. They yeah, they could have forced him. him yeah, and, and forced him to do it. But I also mm-hmm. it also shows that, like, again, we always talk about that time. Sometimes if your day is that day, it's going to happen eventually. So it's that weird... Spec- uh, spectrum of like, okay, time can change drastically, or it's going to happen eventually, and you're just going to just have to deal with it. So mm-hmm. I like that this sh- this show is able to do that. Kind of mm-hmm. goes either way. Because yeah. yeah. White has that nice moment with Agent Christopher. Would say either Flynn lied to me about who killed my wife, or fate just decided that my wife is going to be there. Yeah. yeah. So mm-hmm. what do you do with that? But the team is reunited, and Lucy does get a, a gift from her mother, because in our family, what we do when we have time, oh. we write oh. things down. No, as soon as she oh. said that, you guys all saw me. They were yeah. like, why is Alexis jumping around? I was like, that shit out! There you oh, go. No, <laughs> freaking out. I'm like, mm. so write it down. I'm like, mm. I was like, no. <laughs> uh, you see it, and you're just I like... Because I saw... Karen just looked at me, and she's like, I'm going to hate this next part. And I was like, he's a jail! But you know what, though, too, like... If she knows it's what it's going to be, how much would you alter what you write? Like some people in the chat room were saying, like, what well, if you wrote false information or something like that? Yeah. Now knowing what she does know, could she rewrite it and help, like, maybe or, steer it a different way? Or, yeah, or maybe technically all together, maybe if they if we have that kind of like time loop kind of mm-hmm. uh, theory that maybe she did write all these things because she knew that she was going to eventually meet up with them. That's yeah. my prediction, is that she planned all these meetings. Like this, it, but that's, I mean, that's what Flynn kind of tells her in the beginning. Like, you did write this, so yeah. it's one of those, she doesn't know it yet that that was her plan, but it is. That, so. Yeah, so that's, that but was no. going to be my but I, See, this is where I said that it looked like the beginnings of her working with Flynn, because ultimately it appears that that's what happened from the journal that we've been reading. And so mm-hmm. she's coming to a point now where kind of, kind of the... the 
places are being laid out. Rittenhouse is over here at the Mason Industries. They've got, you know, the other side. And she's realizing that, you know, even though she doesn't like uh, Flynn, he may be one method to taking Rittenhouse out. Uh, yes. Because... Yeah. No, I mean, it, it makes sense, and that's why I think it's more like a like leaving breadcrumbs for your older self, is right. what I'm thinking. So it's like a, a Hansel Gretel kind of situation that she's trying to do, and that's why that's where that time loop kind of continues through. So. Yeah, very much so where if Lucy takes a page, and the rest of the team takes a page from Flynn, where they play the long game. Yeah. Where yeah. everything that we've seen so far in the journal is accurate, because that's experiences that they've had, but now going forward, anything she writes new in the journal since that point could be stuff planting seeds for Flynn to mm. screw up mm-hmm. so yep. they can get the upper hand maybe yeah yeah be interesting but uh, that's what we've got we've got uh, two episodes left to figure out what these wow. uh, this fine team is going to do to try to oh, stop right now and or Flynn we'll see what the deal is so I, mm-hmm. why don't we do a quick prediction before we uh, wrap up this episode Ooh, ooh let's see next week looks um, like oh well wait, wait, oh, yes. I was going to say the other little thing that people are very excited about is the Lucy and Wyatt hug oh yes I forgot yeah I was like people were like oh my gosh the hug in the feels um I mean, it is, but it's that awkward moment where he's like, okay, well, my wife, and so it's like, ah. Yeah, ooh. that's just, you know. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's rough. I mean, it was nice to see them back together. Because she's like, I'm so happy to see you. Oh, yeah, your wife thing. Like, ah! like <laughs> rain in those feelings. Yeah. yeah. It's it's one of those, I feel like it's it's going to be one of those shows where it's like, with Ross and Rachel, it's like, oh, we're going to tease it for a little right. bit, and then maybe they'll get together, or maybe they won't. I don't know. But, you know, this is a show to me that doesn't need that, though. I, mean, I know, it doesn't yeah. need it. So for but me, I, I don't get invested in the ship part of it because I just enjoy the series as general. Yeah. I don't need yeah. that ship part. I, I'm with you. Too, okay, for all you people rooting for them, I mean, I understand. Totally but get it. do you really want to be that person who hooks up with someone after their spouse has died and they're still kind of mourning them and they're, like, still thinking about them? It's like, you need to give them some time. Because essentially, Lucy's almost just rebound at this yeah. point, in a way. Yeah. He's still so constant. He's still focused on his wife like it's be like i mean yeah I, I he's constantly that. talking about her so mm. it's just like mm. i don't think it adds to the story that much i'm with you like it's like i mean i like the idea of them together i just think he needs time to get over right. his wife and come to terms with that and even the fact that he still thinks i need to help you guys but i could save her later well lucy can't go into that relationship knowing like yeah, 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 so you still think about your dead wife. Well, no, so I think that if, if we are going to get that relationship at all, I think that if they destroy the time machine, like, completely, like, there's uh, no way to go back, then, then that, you can learn to yeah, grow from yeah, there. Yeah. I'd be okay with it. I just want that Josephine mm-hmm. Baker Lucy ship. That's what I want. Mm-hmm. I want them to get together. That sounds great. <laughs> <laughs> she can just go back in time and just be with Josephine Baker. It'd be great. <laughs> are we still on predictions? Oh, yeah. This is yeah, now we can do predictions. Sorry, I just wanted to talk about nope. the relationship. Because I know you guys in the chat were talking about Well, it. you guys already know my prediction. I'm hoping that she uses the journal for, for like I said, that mm-hmm. breadcrumbs kind of time mm-hmm. where she's trying to prep for older Lucy or whatever. Or she might do what she does, where what you guys said, where she's just going to start writing in it and mm-hmm. hopefully it'll change the journal in this point in time hmm. and get Ditto. false information. That's I mean, what I'm hoping for. Or, yeah, at least it will help her situation more, mm-hmm. you know, I I think that's a good prediction. Yeah, especially since I don't really know how they're going to bring Wyatt on these missions. Also, I don't know if they're. Gonna, I don't. Like, yeah, I don't know how they're secretly going to get him. Yeah. I think they have to become very. Uh, they have to pirate their own shift uh, ship at this point. Well, I mean, they did say in the in the, the, in the preview it. that they yeah. were going to steal it. So yeah. obviously, it's going to happen. I just think it's funny how how many times the, the mothership or the the lifeboat has been stolen at this right. point in time. And once the ship's going, it's not like anybody can stop it. I like how the security runs up and they're like when Rufus and Wyatt go, and it's like. 
What are you going to yeah. do? That's right. Here, grab it. They're no. going like, to jump into it and shoot it's, it. It's I don't too know. valuable. They can't destroy it. Can you so. imagine if they did? That would be insane. They're like, like and oh, that's sorry. the end of the season. <laughs> They're dead. Yeah. <laughs> it will be interesting because um, the journal, I think, is a good plan of attack for them, but they also have been such a reactionary team. Yes. So they've been responding to wherever Flynn's going. So to be able to write they further in the proactive. journal to kind of lay false false ideas for Flynn, mm-hmm. you've got to start doing some investigation, not Flynn related, mm-hmm. to be able to find out yes. some information that you can change and alter and put in there as well. Yeah, and I know that um, uh, I would I would think some people would be like, oh, you know, just don't do anything with the journal at all. The fact that it already has stuff in it means that at some point in time she's going to write in it. So yes. it would, I don't know if it would completely change time if she just decided not to write in it, but it also doesn't really affect time because it right. already has stuff in it. And, yeah. and they've already kind of dealt with that stuff. So it's like, what's the mm-hmm. point? Like, is the journal really going to be relevant as they move forward or it just kind of gets polished mm-hmm. off there? Yeah, see, I don't know if that yeah. was just a, just to, that's why I said it can either go either way. We either use it a lot mm-hmm. and try to change everything or they're just like, look at the journal and then we just never talk about it again. Right. So either way, it depends on what the writers choose at this point in time. Yes. If they're like, we're just here to show you this to be like, ooh, or like Oh yeah, we're going to use this tool quite a bit. Because now, if, if Rittenhouse has their plan that they want to reshape history in the face of Rittenhouse mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. make it even more prominent and stuff, if uh, if we're granted a next season, then are we say then maybe they got to go back and chase Rittenhouse that's now attempting to build their prominence I rather mean, than Flynn who was trying to kill them. Mm-hmm. No, I think, I mean, my, my big predic- prediction is that Rittenhouse does, is, is successful. They do not get out of that, and then at least half of the next season for season two, hopefully, crossing our fingers, that they're actually trying to actively fix time at this point, you know, at this point. Not so, from Flynn, but from Rittenhouse. From Rittenhouse directly, yeah. and that sure. I think that either, either Flynn dies or he disappears. In general, mm. I can see a flip where they uh, right now still stays control where they are right now, and they've got the lifeboat. But then the team gets hold of Flynn's mothership, and now they have that ship. Well, yeah, that's why I think that yeah. Flynn's going to disappear or die. Is that they're going to instead of the lifeboat's going to either explode or something's going to happen to it? But they have the mothership now, mm. huh. maybe. So, and then they have to deal with that. There you go. You know what would be interesting, though, is to see a Rittenhouse future where Rittenhouse is really more prominent. Well, that's, why, what it looks well, that's like. why I think it would be sm- not smart to say that the writers are not smart, but I think it would be uh, efficient for them to have Rittenhouse win at the end of the right. season so that we can see what a Rittenhouse future Society looks like. Society looks like, And yeah. seeing how Rufus, Lucy, and Wyatt, even Agent Christopher at this point, how they fit. Right, it's kind of like yes. Back to the Future, but mm-hmm. let's do yeah, the and next then at that point, forward. I would want to see if they, if let's say Rittenhouse did succeed, and maybe Jessica didn't die. Mm-hmm. Then what? Because maybe she was a part of it, or maybe that's just how that future was. Everybody's just there, and you have to yeah. deal with this. Maybe <sighs> Jessica's like, I totally agree with our new leaders. I think it's great, and then why it's like, oh my god, what are we going to do now? Like it would be insane. Not, so I think it's be, a good one to, yeah. to start with. It'll be challenging because since with this, at least the rule, and according to uh, Malcolm Street that he said out there is one of the three rules that you can't go back to a time you've already been. Yep. So that's going to make it tough for them to, if Rittenhouse does take control, how do you fix? Something because you can't go back to a timeline that you've now, already been. Now, is it specifically be a times. timeline or a time? Like, could you go the next month or something like that? Because then you're not there. I understand, like, if there's yeah. no, 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 I think it has to be the, uh, a, a time that you visited already. You right. can't see yourself. I think okay, so, like, is. if you went on Monday, could you go on Saturday again the second time or as something? As Maybe. No I, and then there's right. not a crossover. Maybe. Yeah, I would assume so. I mean, I think, the, Maybe. I think the one thing that they were trying to avoid is trying to stay out of future stuff because technically you're already there. So. Well, future, you don't know where you'll be, I mean, too. not future. You know, present. I'm sorry. Yes. Present stuff. So, like, that's why you're not, we're not seeing most of, like, the, not the 90s, but, like, the 2000s. Sure. 
parents sure. and stuff. Yeah, and stuff like that because the fact that these people would be alive. Yeah. Um, and, and, oh, yeah. And, and adult enough to be like, okay, eh, wait a minute. Yeah. You know, I mean, maybe if they went when they were kids, it wouldn't be as mm-hmm. much of a problem. So if we go to the future, we're likely going to go beyond their lifetimes. Uh, maybe. You never know. Maybe. maybe it will, I guess, I think that the mothership will break maybe at one point or mm. in the next two episodes and then they're stuck in the future and then they have mm. to figure out how to, why, the, why it became this way. Sorry. Oh, that could be really interesting. Yeah, all right. I'm, I'm good jumping all these places. Look at that. There's so many theories, and we'd love to hear more of yours as well. So, folks, why don't you uh, share those theories with us on various forms of social media. You can like us on Facebook. Give us those five stars on iTunes. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Everybody, thanks so much for hopping in the chat and sharing your thoughts about the show. And if you want to share more of your theories, you can reach, you to us, reach out to us on Twitter. Chris, where can they find you? Chris Howard at Chris Howard Live, Twitter and Instagram. And you guys can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Carrie Dealing, K-A-R-I-D-L-A-N-E. And you can find me all over social media at atores890. That's A-T-O-R-R-E-S 890. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at HappyGoJackie. And I'm getting my gram game going. So why not yeah. follow me on HappyGoJackie there, too? Sure. You're going to hate all that food that's coming through. That's so gross. It's so, that's all I'm doing No, right it's now. amazing. I hate <laughs> it. <laughs> all right, folks. We'll see you back here. Only two episodes left for the Thomas Yay. After Show. So, bye. bye, guys. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz, see you later. Maybe that's why he... The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.